Hello, friends and listeners. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about dealing with guilt. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health inpatient registered nurse and professional content developer. Dealing with guilt. Maybe you made less than complimentary, less than a complimentary comment about one team member to another. Or perhaps you you're torn between the needs of home and work and fear that you're not giving enough time or attention to either. No matter the situation, guilt can be just a terrible burden to bear. If not dealt with, it can gnaw at you and drag you down. You might even avoid others in an attempt to hide your guilt or act irrationally because of how you feel. But guilt can also be a very useful emotion. At its most constructive, according to research, it reminds you that you can do better in the future. Experiencing it also shows that you have moral and ethical standards and empathy. In fact, sometimes we feel guilt unreasonably for things that just aren't our fault. This can be damaging if left unchecked. So this podcast talks you through the different kinds of guilt and I'll explain how to deal with them. Guilt is the emotion we feel if we let ourselves or others down by failing to meet a particular standard. This standard may be widely acknowledged, missing a deadline or delaying a project, say. It can also be self-imposed, a personal perception that you haven't lived up to your values. Broadly speaking, there are two kinds of guilt, healthy and unhealthy. Whenever you experience guilt, it's important to recognize which kind you're dealing with. Then you can take appropriate steps to tackle it. Healthy guilt. Healthy guilt is proportionate or rational. It's the negative feeling you get when you know that you behaved inappropriately. You'll experience healthy guilt when you hurt someone or cause a problem that you could have avoided. The guilt is telling you 
to make amends and to change your behavior. Unhealthy guilt is disproportionate, misplaced, and in fact, irrational. This is where, oh, you feel guilty about something, but you're not really to blame or have no actual control over the situation. For example, uh, imagine a friend suffers a serious career setback at the same time as you get a promotion. Despite the joy you'll feel for your own success, you'll probably feel bad for them and guilty about your own happiness. Uh, this guilt isn't rational or healthy because you can't control the circumstances that brought you to where you're at. It helps no one and you've done nothing wrong. An extreme case is survivor guilt. For example, with the sudden loss of jobs due to COVID-19, some people still working may be feeling survivor guilt. There's rarely an obvious remedy for unhealthy guilt uh, because there's little that you can do to improve the situation. The key is to work on your mindset instead. Feeling guilty for doing something bad may be unpleasant, but when it does occur, you can use it as a springboard to improve your relationships and to inspire personal growth. So ways to manage healthy guilt. The first thing is to acknowledge and apologize. It may sound easy, but a lot of people find it very, very difficult to do this. So if what you feel guilty for affects another person, just say sorry and make your apology unconditional. You don't want to try to justify your actions or shift blame to other people, even if they were involved. Just acknowledge the anger, frustration, or pain that you've caused. Uh, simply getting the issue out in the open like this can do a lot to rectify the situation. You may even find that the person is already over it, but if the person you've hurt doesn't immediately accept your apology, you have at least acknowledged and taken responsibility for your actions. And you also want to find a way to put the situation right and do it as soon as possible. De because delaying this and allowing even healthy feelings of guilt to build up can lead to anxiety for you and doesn't do anything to end the pain for the other person. Make your actions useful to the person you're making amends to. For example, 
if you forgot to do something important, which left a colleague with extra work, offer to tell their manager that you were to blame, then help out with the work. This, trust me, will be more valuable than offering to take them out to lunch. The next thing is changing your behavior. The behavior that makes you feel guilty may be a one-off action, such as saying something insensitive, or it might be something you do frequently, like poor record-keeping, which causes your colleagues recurring problems. It's just important to take the initiative and address the problem behavior. This could involve anything from uh, Im improving your time management or delegation skills to, uh, say, for instance, building a better work-life balance and tackling bad habits. Making positive changes will improve your interactions with others and help prevent repeated feelings of guilt. So just try approaching your manager for help with behaviors you'd like to address as they may be able to offer training or advice. That's hard to do. When you do it, it will be worth it. Then if you've done everything that you possibly can to make amends and to prevent the same situation from happening again, just let the guilt go. The sooner you put your guilt behind you, the sooner you can focus on more productive activity. Then also, I want to bring up mindfulness. Mindfulness can be useful in accepting your feelings and beginning the process of self-forgiveness. You can also use your experiences to develop emotional intelligence. This can help you to understand and regulate your own emotions so that you can manage your guilt appropriately. Now, if you struggle to move on, adopt the same approach you'd use with a friend. Odds are, if they apologized for their actions, you'd accept the apology and move on, right? So treat yourself with the same compassion. Otherwise, you risk tipping into unhealthy guilt, which brings up the topic how to deal with unhealthy guilt. Now, unhealthy guilt has none of the benefits that healthy guilt can bring, and it can be hard to overcome. So with the right strategies, it is possible to manage your feelings and to achieve a more balanced perspective. You want to be realistic about what what you can control. Start by listing what you can honestly control about a situation. Then list the things that you can't. 
Keep in mind that you are only responsible for your actions, not for what others think or do. If your second list is longer, your guilt is likely unfounded and unproductive. You want to disregard the things that you can't control. That's important to remember. Focus on the elements of the situation that you can do something about. And where appropriate, create a plan to address these. We touched on survivor guilt earlier in this podcast, and it's likely many people will be familiar with it, with millions globally losing their jobs because of COVID-19. It's fine to recognize your luck at surviving and to feel empathy for others, but you should also acknowledge that feeling guilty about it can be a burden. So simply trying to snap out of it and move on is being dishonest about your own feelings. It's more than that. There's more to it that's involved. Instead, you want to harness the power of the emotions behind the guilt to do something positive in response. This will bring a sense of control at a time of otherwise feeling powerless. For example, you could help someone by not avoiding them out of embarrassment or by spending time listening and also acknowledging their situation. You can make a difference just by asking someone what they want or what they need. Whether or not you help anyone else, you can also choose to seize the day and make the best of your luck by doing the best job that you can. Finding purpose in the wake of a bad situation turns survivor guilt into gratitude and action. You want to also use affirmations. You can combat constant or repetitive unjustified feelings of guilt by quieting negative self-talk and seeking other people's opinions for an objective viewpoint. Follow this up by using affirmations to drive home the point that the situation really isn't your fault. Having established the parts of the situation that you can and can't control address, uh, you want to address them with a simple affirmative statement. For example, I got the promotion ahead of Kyle because I had a better mix of skills and experience instead of I got the promotion ahead of Kyle, even though he's been here longer, so I must have been pushy and overambitious. So again, having established the parts of the situation that you can and can't control, address them with a simple affirmative statement that I just gave you uh, as far as uh, a promotion. A useful affirmation for a broad range of situations could be, I did the best I could with the knowledge I had. Okay. 
so let's talk now about challenge perfectionism. You might feel guilty because you hold yourself to unrealistically high standards. This can result in guilty thoughts about what you haven't done or haven't done well enough, even if they're not your responsibility. At the same time, you completely overlook what you have done well. Take time out to reflect and challenge your perfectionist behaviors to refocus your standards more realistically. And remember, nobody is perfect. You also want to be assertive. It's possible that you feel guilty about a situation because someone else is unaware of the unrealistic pressures that they are putting on you. Or a person may be purposely manipulating you to make you feel guilty in order to control your behavior. Some people are particularly good at spotting when their coworkers are feeling guilty about something and then leveraging that. Consider the manager who continually asks team members to work long hours for the good of the team and subtly suggests that anyone seeking a good work-life balance is not a team player. This may trigger guilt with no good reason behind it. You also need to stand up for yourself in these type of situations. And if you're certain that you're not in the wrong, get your message across confidently and assertively. The negative thinking associated with unhealthy guilt can stem from conditions such as depression, burnout, or OCD and cause severe health problems. The techniques in this podcast can have a positive effect on reducing unhealthy guilt, but they are for guidance only. Always take the advice of qualified health professionals. If you have concerns over related illnesses or if constant feelings of guilt are causing significant or persistent unhappiness, please keep that in mind. So the key points that we discussed today is that guilt causes stress and reduces workplace effectiveness if not addressed. It can seriously hinder relationships and contribute to psychological problems. There are two main types of guilt, healthy guilt and unhealthy guilt. Healthy guilt involves accepting that you've done wrong and using it as a prompt to improve your relationships and behaviors by uh, apologizing, making amends, changing your behavior, and accepting your faults and then moving on. Now, unhealthy guilt is when you feel guilty for things that are imaginary or beyond your control. It can be hard to shift, but you can manage your feelings by first understanding what you can and can't control, then challenging your own standards and affirming the positive aspects of the situation and then being assertive with those who seek to make you feel guilty.
when I say being assertive, I don't mean being aggressive or in someone's face. Be polite, but yet assertive with those who seek to make you feel guilty. No one should make you feel guilty. You have standards to live up to, but please determine if the standards are reasonable or not and be honest about it. If they're unrealistic, mention it in a polite manner. If they are realistic, great, go for it. So let's make sure that you're dealing and focused on gaining positive outcomes from negative emotions. That's what it's all about here. This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.